Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Group, Addison Group's podcast. We are very pleased to have CEO Tom Moran back with us. What's on your mind today, Tom? Thanks, Kelly. It's great to be podcasting again and talking to our teams. Want to address diversity, equity, which at Addison we're calling equality because we want people to feel equal, and inclusion. For the purpose of this podcast, we're going to use DEI, diversity, equality, and inclusion in our workplace. Turning to DEI, we have all, of course, been watching what's happening around the country. This issue has become a very pervasive one. Can you share with us a bit about your perspective as it relates to Addison Group and what your thoughts are around what we are doing to address it? Yes, I'd like to do that, Kelly. I think the country's social movement has taken center stage. Earlier this year, frankly, it has served as a fundamental wake-up call to not only myself, most of businesses, as well as our country. Our company needs to embrace the social movement. Having said that, I want to make sure all of you know that I'm compelled to build a great culture and a business long-term. Our current situation that has given opportunity for me to reflect as well as our organization, to continue to take a very conservative, but a very educated approach to DEI. I know some of you do not think our organization is doing anything. I want to assure you, we are. Behind the scenes, but more importantly, the things that we're trying to do is to do it right. To make sure that we leverage the knowledge we have to bring in people to help us better educate our organizations, to make sure we do this right and then on the cutting edge of business. Thoughtfully, our growth and development as an organization over the past several years has been impressive. And we've grown very, very quickly as a team and we should be proud of that. However, we have to consider to help make our people first culture even stronger while implementing DEI. Can you fill us in on what some of those implementations might look like, Tom? Sure. First was the clear recognition and research has consistently confirmed that organizations which embrace diversity and equality and inclusion, or DEI, perform better than those who don't. Plain and simple. That's something that was a wake-up call to me. We need to address this. Second, as a reminder about the stark underrepresentation from diversity standpoint that exists within most organizations, both generally and within their leadership ranks, has also been an area that we have to take a look at. For example, women today represent over half of the U.S. workforce, an even higher percentage of bachelor and master degrees versus their male counterparts. They have just one-third of all management positions inclusive of recent gains on that front. Further, for every one female-led business, there are 13 that are run by males, and that those percentages sink much further when factoring race. Third, was a realization that diversity is all-encompassing, reflecting not only gender, race, within our workforce, but diversity of thought and perspective, age, sexual orientation, religion, disability, social economic status. Last, a real aha moment was the recognition that while Addison Group certainly supports the notion of diversity, equality, and inclusion, or DEI, 
we haven't necessarily been as conscious and intentional as we should and making it more fundamental about our culture and our business. Those are all really powerful points, Tom, but what's the plan to address all of this at Addison Group? Well, that's the most important question. What we need to be is thoughtful, smart about this subject. That's how we want to address this. Most of you know me, think it through, surround yourself with talent, come to the best solution. It's a critical change for our company, for America, and for each and every one of you. It needs to be integrated enterprise-wide. I repeat, enterprise-wide. We all need to work together, led by myself, the CEO of the business. We need to draw upon our relevant, diverse perspectives that already exist within our company. We are going to develop a task force to draw upon these individuals. I've had preliminary discussions with several members of the senior leadership team and executive within our company, and we are going to work together to build this initiative, particularly with Steve Wolf, our executive of operations, and our HR leader, Peg Buckenroth. We wanted to tackle this approach with strategy, development, and even some quick wins where need be. For example, development of DEI is taking initiative as we speak. Talking internally, we have developed and working with our college graduate program and David Owens to get more involved in how we can tackle in the fall of this year, because it's our busy time for new grads, to being more engaged with diverse student organizations at many of the universities we already have a relationship with and other universities. That has already been in place and starting after Labor Day with these universities. But again, and most important, this will take the entire organization to build this change and our culture needs to change with it. And we need your help in these processes. I've also wanted to be sure we had somebody who lived and, and consistently considered and addresses these issues throughout their life and career experience. To help lead and develop this cohesive strategy, we have hired a great person in Asa Malik, our new learning and development leader who has joined us earlier this month. And you all hopefully have saw the announcement that went out from Steve Wolf. Part of her responsibility is not only to take on the very important learning and development piece, but she is going to be partnered and leading our DEI commitment along with others, but partnering with myself and Peg Buckenroth, co-leading it with an experienced individual. I'm excited to partner with Asfa. And more importantly, Asfa is joining me on our podcast today and to share her perspective and impressions of her time with Addison so so far, but more importantly, how we're going to partner together as a team on this important DEI initiative. No pressure, Asma, but I'm glad you're joining me on the podcast today. Thanks, Tom. I'm really excited to be here. And, you know, it's you've obviously outlined that this is a very important topic. And so I'm really honored to be here to be able to lead it for you here at Addison. So Great. thank you for having me here. Welcome to our team. And more importantly, I'd love to have the team learn a little more about yourself, your professional background, early observations, which is very important. Sometimes that could be a little scary, but love to hear about it. 
Sure. So uh, as you introduced me, I am here to lead the L&D function for Addison Group. And I come from uh, a background in the consumer packaged goods industry, 26 years. Uh, so I have a little bit of experience. And uh, I have a unique background in both sales and learning. And so the first half of my career, I spent on the sales side. And the second half, I uh, spent that in learning and development. And so while leading a global learning function, I was able to marry both sales and development to create programs that not only help employees build a strong foundation, but follow them through their careers and into more senior leadership roles. And over the last two years, I've been taking my experience and knowledge to clients in IT consulting, digital media, sports management, which was a lot of fun, and executive search, uh, all with a strategic focus on revenue growth. What ties it all together is my passion for building strong leaders, regardless of role and industry. And part of that passion is being able to be a change agent and someone who leads an organization to the next phase of growth. Today, that not only means revenue growth, but cultural growth. Uh, diversity and inclusion, DEI, diversity Quality and inclusion means a great deal to me. I've been impacted both negatively and positively from it, and I truly believe that an organization with some sort of a DEI initiative is going to do better than those that don't. Uh, historically, they say that if you have some sort of a diverse uh, culture, your business is twice as likely to exceed revenue goals. So there's a revenue component to really having a strong diversity and inclusion uh, initiative. And so based on conversations through my interview process to today, uh, I know that we're at the right place to make a positive difference for our employees and our clients, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you, Asfa. More importantly, we're excited to have you here. Impressive collection of experiences, which is what we need to continue to help us not only expand our learning and development initiative, which is hugely important to the organization, but more importantly, your experiences, personality, which is very entrepreneurial, which is what I loved about you in our process, um, willing to take chances, but more importantly, you want your career to grow and help us, and you can help us in the DEI initiative, which is very important. So let's shift to that. Love to get more of your perspective. Can you briefly walk us through your recommendation to first steps in the process and what we should be going through in the next steps? Absolutely. Um, so as you know, diversity, equality, and inclusion, it, it takes a village. It's not something that you can uh, just do a training and be done with it. It takes a lot more than that. And that means that it starts at the top and it starts at the core. And I'll tell you, uh, having a CEO that is behind the initiative, that is the number one step towards success. So if we didn't have you here, no matter what I did, no matter what initiatives we put in place, it would not matter. So thank you for being a strong component for that. But that means that we've got to also embrace the initiative from all angles. And there are a few key steps that we're going to be taking. So the first one is really understanding where we are. So we're going to have to compile data, identify areas of concern. So really understanding uh, the data around our demographics. How many people of color do you have? How many women do you have? And, and I know that we've already started looking at that and we're doing well in some areas and we're not doing so well in others. And uh, 
you know, when you have a 12 step process, that first process is admitting that you have a problem. And one of those things is that we're going to look at that data and admit that we do have a problem. But then we also have to figure out what are we willing to change and how are we going to go about doing that? And so really understanding what do those changes mean to the Addison Group, as well as all of the other businesses within the AG family. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to assess our current policies that might be hindering our DEI objectives and initiatives. And that could mean the culture, marketing, unconscious bias, our hiring and retaining procedures. Those are all things that will help us or hurt us. And we have to figure out what is going to hurt us and start removing some of those obstacles. And then aligning those DEI initiatives to the overall business growth. We have a revenue growth component to our growth strategy. How does DEI support it? And if we can align our DEI initiatives with our growth strategy, that's, again, another step towards success because that's something that you need to have. And if we're talking about bringing it enterprise-wide, we need everyone to have a stake in it. So we're going to be aligning those DEI initiatives to the overall business growth, and we're going to gain support and buy-in from the executives and the key stakeholders. And this is where that diverse task force that you mentioned before is going to really help us better understand how employees feel. This is where we get data from that non, the non-tangibles. I can't measure how you're feeling unless I ask you, and that's where you have to feel safe. If I feel safe telling you how I feel, then we can make movement. And that's where inclusion comes in. Uh, The next step that we're going to take is we're going to implement and communicate those initiatives. We want to over-communicate. So if you start seeing emails, podcasts, and other uh, ways of communicating with you, that is our way of saying that we are making a conscious effort to make sure that you know what's going on because we know that you have to go and talk to your clients. So we're going to be creating some action plans. We're going to create curriculum. We're going to work with marketing. We're going to create a communication plan because we do want you to know all that we're doing, not just for you, but for your clients. And then comes the test and we'll, we'll have to measure the outcomes. Did our initiatives work? Are we making progress? What's working? What's not working? So as you can see, it's a really large initiative, and that means that we need to think about the bigger picture. The end goal is never ending. We're never going to be 100% DEI, diverse and inclusive. It's just not going to happen. However, the key is making an effort at all times. So that's going to help us achieve our bigger company goals. That sounds fantastic. <clears throat> Most importantly, there's a couple things you said that's important that I want to uh, reiterate that you have to realize is you're 100% right. Our company is about identifying the problem. We're not going to be afraid to identify the problem. My personality is identify it and let's get solutions. Let's just not talk about the problem. So I love your approach to that. And more importantly is the fact that it's about communication. And we're going to continue to communicate with the teams and everybody, like you said, takes a village, has to participate. As we continue to discuss, any advice or observations for everybody on this call as we embark on this? Yeah. Well, I have a couple of asks for the entire organization. The first one is patience. I know that the world is changing 
every single day. I mean, we wake up to a news cycle with something new happening around the Black Lives Matter movement or any other diversity and inclusion type of uh, situation. And so you're all at the forefront. Uh, and we want to be able to address uh, our clients' concerns as well as your concerns. So know that we have a lot of work to do. I've outlined an eight-step process, nine-step process, and that's going to take some time. So I just want you to be patient. And we know that the world is watching. So we're going to take our time to do it right and not just to do it now. We can have a knee-jerk reaction The problem with that is that we don't know if we can actually live up to it. So this is not something that we want to start, stop, start, stop. This is something that we're going to start and we're going to continue on that path. So if you can let your your clients know that we are taking a thoughtful and transformational approach to this, they'll understand. The second is trust. Trust that we're going to do what's right for the organization. As I mentioned before, we have a CEO that is 100% invested in diversity and inclusion. Trust him to do the right thing. You know him. You've known him longer than I've known him. And you know him longer than you've known me. But now I'm going to ask you to trust me. So know that you may not see all the activity from where you sit. Trust in me that I'm going to make diversity and inclusion a priority to do it right, the right way for Addison Group. I have a vested interest in this because I am from a diverse background. My ethnicity is Indian, I'm a woman, and I'm a little bit older than most of you. So know that I have a vested interest in making sure that Addison Group does the right thing. And I wouldn't have joined this company if I didn't believe that they were gonna do the right thing. So those are my two asks, have patience and trust that we're gonna do the right thing. Thank you, Asa. More importantly, very enlightening and more, what I love about it, very energizing. One of the things that's important in our partnership is to reiterate what Asa said. Patience. As I said in the beginning, we want to do this right. As a CEO, my job is to make sure that I work with the executive team to bring in the best talent to help us guide this through. As you can see, very proud to have Asa as a partner, and we brought in a great partner. She mentioned over 28 years with one organization. A lot of you in this uh, that are on this podcast realize that's what we do for a living, and that's longevity, and the loyalty is recognized, and we're glad to have you as a part of our team. To help me as a CEO and your partner through this important journey. As for the, the team on the podcast here, expect over-communication. We're going to continue to do it right. We're going to go slow and we're going to be aggressive in areas that we we think we need to. As you can see, we have been working behind the scenes. We've hired individuals. We set some things up to help our organization grow revenue, which I love that this is the first time I said grow revenue and she said it more than me. I'll make that note. Um, But more importantly, make our organization a great place to work. So over-communicate is important. You'll be seeing emails come out both electronically for the first time and then will be put on AG Unite. We ask you to read them. I know it's difficult, but read them. Continue to listen to this podcast over and over again. It'll be ready for you on AG Unite when they come out. We're also being aggressive in things we, we want you to share that we've done as well is the fact that we have had your clients ask us, What have you been doing? What are you going to be doing? 
And some of them had asked for a code of conduct letter to show that we're doing something. That has been produced by Peg Buckenroth, blessed by ASFA, myself, Steve Wolf, and is, and is ready for your use and has been given to some of our clients. We have taken an approach to that. Those things have been done behind the scenes and a long way to go. Continue to work with us. As ASFA said, on behalf of PEG, myself, ASFA, we can't do this alone. Every employee needs to participate in making our organization a better place to work and a very diverse place to work. I want to thank all of you uh, for your time today. Especially you, Asta, for joining me. Thank you. Well done. And everybody have a great Friday and enjoy your weekend.